A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord Today's Gospel is part of Jesus' farewell at the Last Supper. Jesus is preparing the disciples for the time after the Ascension. The disciples have been at home with Jesus. They shared his company, ate and drank with him, walked with him to Jerusalem, and witnessed his death and resurrection. He had been their companion, the center of the community. But Jesus must disappear if they are not to be just with him, but at home in him. Jesus is transformed from being someone with whom the disciples are at home. Instead, he becomes their home. They used to be with his body. Now they are becoming his body, as we are the body of Christ. They have to lose him, paradoxically, if they are to discover this new intimacy. It's the opposite of our own birth. When we are born, we lose the warm, cozy home of the womb so as to be at home with our mother. The joy and the pain of birth is that we lose one form of intimacy, snuggling up inside our mother, being one body with her, so as to gain another and deeper intimacy, which is seeing her face, being with her, and eventually being able to talk to her. With our Christian rebirth, it's the other way around. The disciples lose Jesus 
as the one whose face they can see, so as to find him as the one in whom they can be at home. Philip sees neither the true nature of Jesus nor the true nature of himself. He still imagines God is other rather than all. God is not a being or even a supreme being. God is being itself, all that is, was, and will be. Think of an old shipwreck at the bottom of the sea. The sea is in the ship, and the ship is in the sea. And just like the way the world is in God, and God is in the world, the ship is entirely in the sea, just as the world is entirely in God. But God is not entirely in the world, as the sea is not entirely in the ship. God is in everything, but is also more. Or to use another analogy, just like light is not something to see, but the means by which we see everything, so God is not a supernatural being out there. God, as Scripture says, is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. God is spiritually present in everything. St. Augustine famously said, If you can comprehend it, it is not God. Jesus is showing us the way to the Father, which is the way of dying and rising. But Thomas and Philip, along with all of us, resist this language of descent. We usually try to change events in order to avoid changing ourselves. Monday morning we leave on our pilgrimage to the Holy Land. On Thursday we'll visit the ancient city of Capernaum. In the first chapter of Mark's Gospel, Jesus spent a whole day in Capernaum. He and his disciples went into the house of Simon Peter, Simon Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and Jesus healed her. There's a church built over the stone foundations of what is thought to be Simon Peter's house. Part of the floor is glass, so you can see the stone walls of the foundation. There's no mortar holding the stones together. Listen again to this image from the first letter of Peter. Come to Christ, a living stone, and like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. Those stone walls are built of living stones rubbed together until they fit together perfectly. It's only when we rub up against one another that we learn what charity and community are all about. Only then are we able to grow and change and to fit together in a way that is strong, sturdy, and durable for the long haul. We see this dynamic in the reading from the Acts of the Apostles. There was a problem between the different language groups that threatened to disrupt the unity of the believers. The twelve called the community together, and realizing they couldn't add this to their plate, they formed a new ministry of service. That's what living stones look like. 
not holding on to a model of ministry that's no longer supporting the church, but coming together as community, discussing the problem, and working out a solution that is acceptable to the whole community. Of course, this requires a certain vulnerability. This is the way of Jesus, dying in order to rise. We're watching this play out in real time with the upcoming Synod on Synodality. This will be the 16th ordinary Synod since they were established by Pope Paul VI after the Second Vatican Council. For this Synod, Pope Francis initiated a two-year consultation among the whole people of God. This sounds a lot like the process described in the Acts of the Apostles. Lay men and women are part of the discussion at the Synod of Bishops, but only bishops have been able to vote. This week, Pope Francis changed that. All participants, male and female, will have the right to vote. This is truly groundbreaking. This change has been a long time coming. The space in the tent is being expanded. The only way to be church together is to walk together and listen to one another, being built up like living stones into a spiritual house. As Jesus said to Philip, Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these.